1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. Yeah,
2: right. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. That's Joe Pew. I'm Andrew McCart. Episode 23. Joe, I am absolutely shattered, mate. Like I said to you before, we pushed record there. Uh, um, I don't know why I picked that flight. I picked a 25 past 6 flight, meaning I I was getting picked up at quarter past 4. I didn't get back to the hotel till two, so I've had absolutely no sleep after the Katie Taylor Chantel Cameron fight last night. But that's what we do it for. That's the that's the that's the career path we chose, Joe.
0: Mate, I'd rather be shattered and have been at Taylor Cameron too after that fight than not shattered and not been there, mate. So I'll say count yourself lucky.
2: Listen, what is wise words on a young head? I'll give you that, young man. Um, yeah, let's talk about it then. Let's let's talk about it. Katie Taylor got revenge over Chantel Cameron. Um, wow, what what? Listen, I don't know if you could feel the atmosphere from your TV screen, Joe, but the atmosphere yeah. in there was—I'm going to say it was probably the best ever I've ever been to. I'm, I, I I I can't think of a, an atmosphere better than that. Maybe a Canelo when he fought Billy Joe at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium was unreal, but just that cauldron of that three arena. It is just something spectacular, and it was just wow. I don't know what if you could feel the atmosphere through your television screen, could you?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I felt it was a bit of a different atmosphere. I don't know, you know, because you was at both. I think it was a different atmosphere than the first one. Uh, yeah, that-
2: uh,
0: it was a bit more, bit more raucous. I think Um the first one was more of about pride. I think that Katie Taylor was returning, but this one really had a bit of meaning behind it, really was a, f- a ferocious atmosphere to get behind Katie Taylor and make sure, if anything, that little extra support gets her over the line. And I think that's what
2: it did, to be honest, because when they were shouting Katie and ole, ole, that's when Katie opened up and landed her, her flurries of punches. And uh, I think that's what spurred her on in that fight. But I tell you what, them two girls, Chantal and Katie Taylor, Taylor man, they deserve everything. They... they they are phenomenal, phenomenal fighters for putting on a show like that. I mean, Chantel Car- Cameron is just cool, calm, and collected. She was getting booed coming into the ring. Um, she's back into the lines then again for the second time facing somebody like Katie Taylor, who's an absolute superstar in in Ireland. Like I can't, I don't know how, I don't know what's the equivalent in England, man. Um, David Beckham maybe when David Beckham was in his prime. Yeah. Something like that. That's probably how high Katie Taylor is in superstardom in, in Ireland. And Chantal Cameron, Cameron went there um, came up short. Um, I think I think Eddie Hearn and, and a lot of the uh, boxing heads around the, the ringside said that the right person won. But we didn't see the replay of the knockdown in the first round because when that happened we all thought that the feet got tangled up because the referee waved it off. So we thought, oh, the feet got tangled and that's what happened. But I think looking back on on, on, on Twitter and, and Instagram, um, it looked like a knockdown, I think. What did you think, Joe?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a knockdown. I, yeah. I, I did think it was a knockdown. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting that um, you said a lot of the boxing heads thought that um, Chantel, uh, Katie just nicked it, and went the right the way. Because uh, as I say, I weren't, Scoring it round by round, but um, after the fight, I thought Chantel would maybe just done enough if I'm being completely honest. But it certainly weren't a robbery by any means. From my from my, uh, from my point of view, I think it was a very, very close fight and could have gone either way. But yeah, um, I did think that was that was a knockdown, uh, very early on in the fight. And if it had been counted as a knockdown, the fight would have gone very differently, mate. But
2: well, that's again, it could have went... It can go like you said to you that that was at 95 95 judge that scored at a draw. If that had went to to Chantel the knockdown, maybe she would have won that judge would have swayed towards Chantel. But on the flip side of that, if that was counted as a, as a knockdown, would that have upped Katie's game? Would that have made her yeah. more aggressive? Would that because she was now she was trailing a ten eight round in the first round. So you can look at it two ways. It could have either Help Chantel, or maybe even help Katie Taylor. It's, it's That's why boxing is one of them sports. It's always a what-if, and everyone's got different opinions, and, and it's, uh, it's it's, subjective, isn't it, with boxing? That's why why we love it, Joe. But listen, take nothing away from Katie Taylor, absolute superstar. And it sets up that trilogy at Croke Park. 80,000. Yeah. I can't imagine if that's what 9,000 Irish are like. I can only imagine what 80,000 Irish are like, Joe. And listen, if if I'm doing it again, I'll, I'll listen, get a ticket, because you don't want to miss the, the, this atmosphere, Joe. You need to experience this. Everyone needs to experience this atmosphere when Katie Taylor has a fight. And uh, like I said, she needs a, she needs a t- dance partner if they do get Croke Park. And I think Chantelle Cameron, the trilogy, is, is the perfect one. You've got Amanda Serrano there, but I just think Chantelle Cameron deserves it. She deserves the trilogy.
0: 100% and Look, Serrano fight, great fight, both Cameron fights, unbelievable. It's so great that Katie Taylor is not just a star, not just probably the pound for pound number one or two, however you look of it with Cresha Shields, but she always brings such excitement to fights and they're great. I can't remember a last Kate the last Katie Taylor fight, which weren't a great scrap. Mm. So it adds Every kind of side of entertainment and Katie Taylor is an entity, she so so deserves that croak Park. And please God, that can happen next year. As I say, hopefully, trilogy, but I think the atmosphere will be undeniable. Whoever she's fighting, I, I agree. And I think that
2: when it comes to women's boxing, I don't think that they've had a trilogy like this. I mean, in men's boxing, I can name maybe four off the bat we've had Ali Frazier, Gatti Ward, Morales Barrera. And Wilder the fury, more recently, there's probably more that I've, I've forgotten, and maybe you can give me one Joe if you, if you, on the top of your head, if you can think of one. But they're the four main ones that always come to my mind when I think of boxing trilogies. And I think that with if Chantel does get her opportunity to face Katie again in a third fight in the rubber match uh, at Croke Park, I think that trilogy will stand up there with with them. I think it's a good enough trilogy to say that's one of the best trilogies in boxing with the with the way these girls fight because. They throw a hundred punches around. It they're busy with it and they the and obviously the head clash, the cuts is blood. And I think that's what we tune into boxing for is to see these these uh what what's the word I'm looking for? To see these cuts and stuff like do you know what I mean? Going through adversity. That's what I'm looking for. The word adversity. Well we wanna see fighters go for adversity and see how they deal with it and Chantel Cameron done the cuts. She, she, listen. That cut happened in the third round, I think it was, and she, 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 she yeah. fought on like it wasn't there. So she's, she's tough. She's, she's very, very tough, Chantel. And I think the trilogy, Crook Park, Joe, get a ticket, or well, I'll get a ticket. I can be a fan this time. You can come and work it. I don't mind. I, I'm, I'm, either way, I'm going to be there.
0: One hundred percent. And if you'd have gone into a bookies five years ago and uh, wanted to put a bet on that a female would be headlining a stadium sellout, seventy, 80,000, I'm not quite sure how many quote Park holds, you'd get very, very good odds. So it just shows how far women's boxing has come. And you needed that figurehead to kind of push that, be the fate of female boxing. And Katie Taylor, you couldn't think of anyone better to take that role than her.
2: Definitely not, definitely not. But listen, that wasn't the only big fight. I managed to watch a little bit of it, uh, the majority of it today and... Uh, was the Benavides and uh, Andrade fight? Did you did you catch up with
0: that one, Joe? I've I've seen highlights, mate. I haven't watched it all yet. I haven't watched it all.
2: Oh, Benavides is just a monster, man. He's just a monster. He's just an absolute beast at one sixty eight. And like he called out Canelo again last night. And I don't think Canelo like Can- Canelo's at the stage of his career now. It's like I don't need that. I don't. I don't need Benavides. But he's. Canelo's a fighter, man, and I think that's the fight we all want to see, but right now, in this, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen, and I would love to see it happen, don't get me wrong, because the way Benavidez approaches the game, even when Andrade was having his successes, you've seen Benavidez just bounce off on of him, he's just like, come on, he just kept on coming forward, and he's just got that, that scary style where if you don't put a dent on him, he's just going to keep on coming. But the fair play to Andrade—it wasn't his weight class. Um, I think it was his first time he stepped up to 160, or his second time at 168. Um, and he gave it—he gave a good go. He was—he was trading with him. He was trying to land big shots, and uh,
0: yeah, it was just—it was a good fight. It was a very, very good fight. But Benavides, wow! Look, I thought Andrade would be the type of opponent to cause Benavides problems, but as you say, uh, I know he isn't really a natural super middleweight. But he just looked like a giant in there, David Benavides. He looked like a beast, as you put it so correctly. I think he, every time, kind of, I don't have doubts, but I just want to see, like, show me something, David. Show me something different. Mm -hmm. He does. And he delivers every single time, David Benavides. So I really, really hope we do get the Canelo fight next year. Do I think it happens? Probably not. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, But, yeah, he is, or will be, the face of the super middleweight division for, for quite a while. And hopefully, if Canelo don't fight him, free up some of them belts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, he can start unifying because he will. And I think he'll move up to the light heavyweight division as well at some point, And oh, he'll be a force to reckon with up there because yeah. he's massive for the weight. As you say, he's a giant.
2: Maybe maybe that's what... If he doesn't get Canelo, I think that's probably what he'll do. I think he'll go up there because when you've got... I don't know how long better, better, better be able to hang about. We don't know what's going to happen to Cam Smith fight because I think Cam Smith is probably going to be... No, he will be. Better be as toughest test come January. Um, Cam Smith's there. Bivol's there. Do you know what I mean? We've got our light heavyweights here in the UK and Bwatsi and Yard. Uh, Dan Aziz. Um, do you know what I mean? I've probably forgot a couple there as well. But we've got some very, very solid solid light heavyweights here in the UK alone. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that with Canelo, we're seeing the fights being made now. I and mean, I think we spoke about this, that last week was boxing waited 14 years for Frank and Hern to get together. They're together now. We've waited five, six years for Joshua Wilder. We're almost there. We've waited, what, three years for the undis- 24 years for an undisputed heavyweight title. Why? How is it all happening? What's the catalyst behind all that?
0: Money, money and
2: Saudi, and but Saudi, yeah. Yeah, Saudi's <laughs> money. You're right, money. But Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia and Riyadh season and uh, His Excellency Turkey, Ali Sheikh, um, they're behind it all. And if if somebody, if, if we demand it as boxing fans and it's the fight that we want to see, Canelo and uh Benavidez, do you think that they can pull it off? Do you think they can get that made?
0: We need to wait and see. Yeah, I think if Saudi starts sniffing about it, it's extremely hard to say no. Especially... When Canello is in the twilight of his career, he's not going to be around forever, and he wants. Let's be real. He wants the paydays. He wants the big, biggest fights for the biggest money at this mm-hmm. stage of his career. And I, I don't know if if this is kind of the same. It's just come into my head. I was a bit too young for this, but it kind of strikes me as a little bit of a Frotch Calzaghi. Frotch just quite light, slightly under him, and kind of mm-hmm. Calzaghi. Did he really need to fight Carl Frotch? It strikes me as a little bit of that going on.
2: Yeah, that listen, that's that's yeah. I would I would agree there. Yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. That's that's a great thought process there, Joe. Because I hundred percent agree with you there. Um, but listen, canel has got to be looking at it that. I can stereotype two Mexican fighters because when you get two Mexican fighters fighting each other, we're going to get a war. We're going to get drama, knockdowns, blood, guts and glory. We're going to get it all because there's, they don't want to lose when that Mexican pride's at stake. And I think with, with uh, Benavides and Canelo, I think that's just going to be a mega fight. But Benavides, Canelo's mass size—he's—he's he's five foot eight, five foot nine. He's not a big man. I don't know how why he's up at Superman, I'm pretty sure if he really wanted to, he could get down to welterweight. You know what I mean? He—he just chooses to be up there. Um, but listen, Benavides, although he was maybe 21 at the time or 20 years old, he had problems with a young uh, a fighter called Ronald Garvel five years ago, six years ago. I think God will even put him down in the 11th or 12th round in the first fight, uh, albeit that Benavides was young. He was a young guy coming through, but there, there is—you can hurt him, you can put him down. Do you know what I mean? He, it's been proven before, but now he's he's 26. He's got that man strength now, so he's he's a proper pro- he's a proper scary scary animal now.
0: Yeah, and I love that when you got. Just as you put it, scary animal, but it's just like just such a force to be reckoned with. Kind mm. of like of what he does to fighters as he just walks them down. Like Jayopataya, he comes to mind. Just yeah. when you've got such forces of nature in a division, it just comes with so much excitement. And you kind of look around the rest of the division and kind of think it's going to be a tough night for you. A very, very, very tough night for you. And I love that when there's a fighter in a, in a certain weight division that's like that
2: mm and I, I like you said he's he's an animal, and he, I'm a I'm a super fan. I like the, those type of fighters. I like the Jaya I can't wait to go and see him. I like them type of. I'll 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 take one to land two sort of fighters. Do you know what I mean? I I like I like those those fighters, but I do want to quickly touch on this Joe before we wrap this up, mate. Is yeah. oh when we spoke last week about the Joshua Wilden and uh, obviously the and Parker fight, I was like. Yeah, yep. Josh has won, Wilder's won. But this past week, I saw I saw Parker and Andy Lee over in Ireland, and I was talking to them. And listen, when Andy Lee speaks, like he's got one of the best boxing minds on the planet. When he was talking to me, I was like, mm. you know what? I'm not saying that Parker's going to beat Wilder, but I'm not saying it's as easy as what I thought it was, if that makes sense. I just think that the way Andy Lee was talking, that this is Parker's fourth fight this year. Do you know what I mean? He's got momentum. He's got two knockouts in those three fights as well. Uh, Wilder's had, what, half a round in two years? Do you know what I mean? They're little variables that I didn't pick up on, but now I'm picking up on. And even when Andy was Lee was talking about staying away from his right hand and how to do that, and the telltale signs that Wilder does when he throws his jab, he's intelligent, Andy Lee. And uh, like I said, I'm not saying Parker beats him. I'm just saying that it's not. I don't think it's going to be as easy as what I thought it was or what it could have been uh, because obviously that big right hand and if he lands that, we all know that not many heavyweights can withstand that. Um, but Parker's Parker's ready. He looks ready. I'm telling you right now, he is excited and he he thinks that uh, Wilder's made a mistake.
0: Yeah, and I don't think either of them fights are foregone conclusions because, as you say, there are little variables. First of all, with Joseph Parker, Andy Lee, I don't think would have agreed to take that fight for Joseph Parker if he didn't think he could beat Deontay Wilder. Yes, we know that there's mega money being thrown about, but I think Andy Lee would have accepted that fight for Joseph Parker. They would have sat down and discussed it and think, can we win this fight? And if they genuinely believe it, then again, it will make for a cracking fight. And then you go to Otto Wild in a tall, tricky southpaw, mm. which could cause AJ problems. I think AJ's only... Two two southpaws. Charles Martin, and that didn't last very long, and Alexander Usyk. I might be wrong, but yeah, that they're the two that spring to mind. And for both of the fights, are AJ and Wilder looking at each other, looking at each other over their shoulders? Yeah. am thinking, yep. we get through these, and next year, we have the big one. But there's two banana skins there, and they're very big banana skins, and they go by the names of Otto Weiland and Joseph Parker.
2: Exactly, and don't forget that Ben Davison... Is working with Joshua now, so that's another coach change with only what yep. five six weeks left to go until the 23rd. Is that enough time to gel with a fighter? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, that's that variable as well that it's been a short sort of gelling process for uh Ben Davidson and Anthony Joshua. So, that'll be interesting to see that partnership uh come December 23rd. But, like I say, Joe, it's, it's exciting times. I'm I'm I'm, I'm liking boxing. I'm not liking boxing. I'm loving boxing at the moment. It's, uh, I know you were at a show at the weekend as well, were you not?
0: Yeah, Friday night. Uh, Frank Warren show at your call. Mark Chamberlain come through a really, really difficult fight against Ramlavs. who had never been stopped before. I think he had two losses on his record, one of them being Archie Sharp. And, wow, you talk about needing that test. You talk about need coming for adversity before the big, big fights. Mm. That is the test he needed. Come through some tricky rounds. he was probably winning the fight, but he come through some tricky rounds. He got cut early on and then he stopped him in the last round. So really, really impressive from Mark Chamberlain. And it has to set up the Sam Noakes fight. Sam Noakes is fighting this week Week Weekend at the same venue you'll call a cracking card as Gavin Gwynn attempts to win the European title and you've also got Moses Atelma, Royston Bar- Barney-Smith. Mm. So a great, great card of prospects. But yeah, next year for the British lightweight title, Mark Chamberlain versus Sam Noakes, hopefully Gavin Gwynn gets the European, frees up the British, vacant British, cracker of a domestic clash.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know me, Joe, I love my domestic clashes for them British titles, man. I really, really do. Um yeah, listen, we've got a good card to look forward to next week out in Belfast, as well as the couple of yeah. other cards in Bolton and the one you are at at the York Hall. Um but the one in Belfast is going to be an absolute cracker, and we're gonna have so many fights to talk about. I think we're gonna see Barnstormer after barnstormer after barnstormer with McKenna and Crocker, Ajarko, Williamson, right. Gill and uh Gil and Mike Conlin, But then you've also got uh, Sam Maxwell. And Sean McComb as well, which is going to be ex gym mates together. They've shared, they've lived in a house together. They know each other inside out. They've spot hundreds around. So That's going to be an interesting fight. I mean, listen, those four fights I've just mentioned are going to be absolute crackers, and it, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So we may have to, well, I might have to pay for the extension on these uh, Zoom calls for that 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 this, 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 this meet this uh, podcast next week. But listen, we'll make do. And Joe, I'm going to go for a little nap because, like I said to you, I've had about an hour and a half, two hours sleep. I'm glad that you look fresh because you've got your hair slicked back. You're looking good. You've got the cronk hoodie on. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm proud of you, young man. You're looking good. You made me look like shite again this week.
0: Nah, it's all good, mate. I only come out the shower. Just come out the shower. So, uh, yeah. Whilst you was jet setting, coming back from a great, great fight, I was just uh, sitting down watching the F1. But, yeah. The staff and wins again. Shock. Shock. Um, yeah. Shock,
2: kind of. Brilliant. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, brother. I'll speak to you soon. Yes. Yeah, see you next Sunday, mate. Next Sunday, my man. See you later up to you. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW proof. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.